Well, it's good to be with you again this morning, or today, whichever time you're looking and watching the video. But today we're looking at James chapter 3. One passage that I find very, very difficult in James because we're talking about the tongue quite a lot. And sometimes I use my tongue for good, but also for bad. So as we start to look at this passage, let's ask God to bless his word to us today. Our Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that it's a word that challenges us as well as encourages us and gives us hope. Today, as we look to your word, by your spirit, speak into our hearts and into our minds and help us to hear exactly what you might be saying to us and help us to apply what we learn and hear to our everyday lives. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Well, how do we approach the issue of discipline in our lives? As children, were we obedient to our parents or our teachers? I know I often failed. As young or old adults, were we willing to obey are we willing to obey all that is asked of us, maybe by our parents, our lecturers, our governments, or our bosses? How disciplined are we in relation to speed limits, road rules, or other forms of rules and regulations? Do we obey them or do we ignore them? Over the last three weeks, Tony has been explaining how our faith in Jesus transforms our lives. A true faith changes us. We will now want to live in ways that honor and not dishonor God. That's very easy for us to say, but that is not always that easy for us to do. When Tony began the series, he told us we would face trials, not a bed of roses when we take our journey of faith. He also told us that God wants us to turn those trials into triumphs. Statements like this confirm what many of us know. To live as a Christian in our world today is just as tough now as it was back then. If we are to be strong in our journey of faith, it is essential to read and listen to God's word on a regular basis. It is also essential to allow the words we hear from God to shape and direct the way we live our everyday lives. And this is when things will often become a little more difficult. To connect what we read and hear from God's word with our hearts, our minds, our hands and in feet is very easy to say but sometimes it's not that easy to do. Why is that? It has a lot to do with self-discipline. Some of us are better at allowing God's word to shape and direct the way we live our life than others are. Today, we are to consider a faith that is disciplined. James is continuing to challenge us on our journey of faith. And this week, James is urging us to see our need for self-discipline, 
with a special emphasis on the use of our tongue. It's one of the smallest parts of our body, but our tongues possess amazing power. One minute we can be using them to build people up, the next minute we can be using them to tear people down. Our verse of the day tells us, with our tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. The tongue has the power to bring many blessings, but also many curses. Our tongues can utter words to treasure and words that need to go into the rubbish bin. A faith that is disciplined will enable us to say and do things in life which will bring honour to the name of our Lord Jesus. What do we find in our passage today that might help us do that? Well, firstly, I think we see the importance of teaching. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways, and anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. In the early church, teachers were extremely important. In Jewish culture, teaching was a highly respected and valued profession. And many Jews who embraced Christianity wanted to become teachers, as teaching was regarded as one of the most honorable of works. To be a teacher about Jesus needed a lot more than respect. It actually required the whole of their life. And James is concerned because he sees that anyone who takes on the role of a teacher needs to have his or her personal and spiritual life in order and under control. James warns how God will judge all who teach with greater strictness. Teachers were and still are under the obligation to teach and to display the truth of Jesus in their lives. They are to teach and reflect godliness, not worldliness. God expects all who teaches people to show him as well as declare him in their everyday lives. It is essential to teach his truth and it is essential to live in a way that is displaying that truth. We've all heard the saying, it's more caught than taught. To be effective teachers of Jesus, we carry the responsibility to show it as well as to tell it. In some senses, we're like a goldfish in a bowl. We're on display to all in the church and all in our community. This was and it still is a very important part for all who have the desire to teach and draw others to faith in Jesus. It's a very important part also for all believers who form God's church. We all need to carry this responsibility. In our daily lives, are others seeing in us, by the way that we're speaking, living and acting, a strong and powerful or a weak and flimsy example of the ways of Jesus? 
when we have a desire to teach others about Jesus, the way we conduct our personal lives is an extremely important part of that teaching. James then goes on to explain the importance of self-control. In verses 3 to 8, when we put it bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder. Wherever the pilot wants to go, Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. A bit, a rudder, a spark, and a tongue do have things in common. They are all small, but each one of them has the ability to direct and empower something in the right or the wrong direction. James wants his hearers to understand the damaging power one of the smallest parts of our body has. Our tongues have the power for good and our tongues have the power to cause utter devastation. When a tongue is out of control, it has the power to destroy anyone or anything. Throughout history, even in the present, leaders use words to sum things up and they use words to mobilize people, either for the good or sometimes, sadly, for the not-so-good. Whenever we use our tongue to bring harm or to take advantage of others, it's wrong. Some of us may have witnessed how tongues that are used for abuse in homes, schools, workplaces, even churches, can very quickly disrupt, even destroy lives that are at one time harmonious. When we allow our tongue, even though it is small, to get out of control, it is able to create devastating and lasting damage. We all need to be awake to the fact that Satan is overjoyed when we are using our tongues to hurt and destroy, because he loves to pit people against each other, and especially against God, and especially in Christian communities. He will try to make the smallest mistake that we make as destructive as he possibly can. He loves to get gossip going because he loves to create disharmony. We must learn not to be careless with our tongues. Our words have amazing power. They can heal, but they can also injure. They can build, but they can also destroy. Many relationships, marriages, businesses, church fellowships, some have, that have taken years and years to build, can with a word be broken or destroyed. James says our words are like fire. Once spoken, we are not able to reverse them or control the damage they might do. Fiery tongues have ruined the reputations and relationships of many, many innocent people. Words, in all probability, will have destroyed the lives of far more people than cancer. Yet few seem to pay the attention needed to the way that they use them. 
the results that often do unfold from the use of harsh words are disastrous. James is very eager for everyone to understand that. In our journey of faith, we need to understand the power our tongues do possess. They have the power to lead us successfully and safely through life, but they also have the power to make our lives and the lives of others a complete disaster. When our hearts desire is to honour God, he will help, help us all to fulfil that desire. He will enable us to keep our tongues under control and use them in ways that honour him and ways that will honour his people. The big question is, will we let him? The final point I want to make that helps us to see the way to honour him and his people is the importance of praising. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. As we make our journey through life, many issues will crop up that will cause us to praise or to curse. There will be times when our words and our actions are pleasing to God, and there will be times when they are pretty displeasing to him. The more we engage ourselves in a godless society, the more we will find how difficult it is to resist becoming engaged in worldly attitudes and worldly standards. Followers of Jesus do live in the world, but true followers are not of this world. All who believe and follow Jesus must remember we are now citizens of heaven, currently on a journey through this world to the world that is to come. This world is not our Lord and Master. Our Lord Jesus is. Our world is demanding we conform to its ways. Our Lord Jesus is asking us to conform to his ways. When we find our tongues that speak and sing praises of our Lord and Father begin to curse and condemn others, we are not focusing in the right direction. James tells us we are to have the same attitude and respect for our fellow human beings as we have for God himself. We do not need to agree to partake in what some people do, but we still need to treat them respectfully. God created them, just as he created us. God dislikes what they are doing, but this does not give us the right to use words or names that might reduce them to anything less than God's created people. There was a time when I used to be like them because I was 32 years of age before I came to know Jesus. But what a change took place in my life then. 
And that change is able to take place in their life too. Our focus should be to keep praising God, to keep our lives under his control, and to tell others whenever the opportunity might arise all about him. And to be effective in doing this, others will need to see in us a faith in Jesus that is true, disciplined, in control, and praising our God. We always need to think before we speak. You've all heard the saying, look before you leap. Can I ask you to develop a new saying? Think before you speak. Because when we do think, we know what is true. We know what is helpful. We know what is inspiring. We know what is necessary. And we know what is kind. We are here in this life to honor God. Let's do it. And let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we just thank you for granting us the gift of life and faith in Jesus, your Son, our Lord and our Savior. By the empowering of your Holy Spirit, Please help us to live a life of faith that is disciplined, a life of faith that desires to teach others about Jesus, a life that is under the control of Jesus, a life that offers praise and thanks to Jesus always, a life that may be attractive for others to want to know you and follow you. Above all, Help us to control the use of our tongues. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.